0: Today's reading is Psalm 63, a psalm of David when he was in the desert of Judah. You, God, are my God, earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. I will be satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips my mouth will praise you. On my bed I remember you, I think of you through the watches of the night. Because you are my help, I sing in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you, your right hand upholds me. Those who want to kill me will be destroyed. They will go down to the depths of the earth. They will be given over to the sword and become food for jackals. But the king will rejoice in God. All who swear by God will glory in him, while the mouths of liars will be silenced.
1: Well, can I add my welcome if you've joined us since the start of the service? And let's just pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful psalm. And we do just pray as we look at it together that by your spirit, you'd speak to us. In Jesus name, amen. Well, how do you handle weariness? How do you respond when you feel like you're in a desert place? Perhaps you're parched with very little left in the tank. Maybe you or someone you know feels sad, disillusioned, lonely, frustrated or just let down. You're thirsting for something. Something that will satisfy. Something better. Something just to change. Whether that's personally or politically. And if you're a Christian here, you may feel an additional weariness from the daily fight against sin. Perhaps you're tired of being an outsider, feeling like you're in the wilderness because your views or life choices just don't fit with the cultural narrative. You might even be feeling spiritually dry, perhaps distant from God. When we feel like this, how are we to handle the weariness, the longing for relief and satisfaction? Well, Psalm 63 is a very helpful place to turn, and I found it so good for my weary soul this week. It's a psalm written by King David, a prayer, as he pours out his heart in devotion to God. It's more of a meditation than an intercession. David isn't asking God for lots of stuff. Instead, he's talking to God about the desires of his heart as he reminds himself of what he knows to be true. It was most likely penned when David's son Absalom sought to usurp him from the throne, forcing David to flee for his life into the wilderness. Cast (coughs) out from his home, separated from the Ark of the Covenant where he would have gone to draw close to God, David faced hostility, deprivation, sorrow, as well as overwhelming pressure. He absolutely knew what it meant, both physically and metaphorically, to be in a dry land where there is no water, verse 1. And this psalm is not just a psalm that King David would have prayed. It is also a psalm of a far greater king, David's great ancestor, King Jesus the Christ. Jesus would have prayed this psalm at multiple points in his life. And if we're following him, it can be our prayer too. Jesus knew better than most what it was to be in the wilderness. He'd spent 40 days there being tempted by the devil. And similarly, he absolutely understood what it meant to walk the road marked with suffering. His life was marked by hostility, ultimately ending in his death on the cross. Why? So that all who put their faith and trust in him may have life in his name. Let's dive in as we seek to learn from David, from Jesus, how we can find satisfaction for our thirsty souls. So our first point, seeking and thirsting for God, verses one to four. It's worth asking yourself, what's your default when things are hard? Maybe you busy yourself trying to keep going with endless activity. Perhaps you become paralysed and just give in or give up. Maybe you take the situation out on others, becoming grumpy, withdrawn, self-consumed, angry or just teary. Perhaps you resort to distraction or some form of escapism. Well, David's default, in contrast, is to seek after God. And in verse 1, we see that there's a real intensity to this search. Earnestly I seek you, I thirst for you, my whole being longs for you. He knows that only God can, can satisfy this intense thirst in this dry, parched land. If you've ever woken up in the middle of the night absolutely parched, with tongue stuck to the top of your mouth, desperate for a glass of water, you'll understand something of David's longing here. He's desperate for God. And notice how personal his cry is. You God are my God, earnestly I seek you. He's wanting more of God. He knows that even in this period of intense mental, physical and spiritual exhaustion, it's his relationship with God that matters. As one commentator put it, the longings of these verses is not the groping of a stranger feeling his way towards God. But the eagerness of a friend, almost a lover, to be in touch with the one he holds dear. David wants God as he knows that in this difficult period he alone will satisfy. Knowing this, David recalls when he used to be able to worship God at the sanctuary. He remembers how he set his eyes on God's power, his glory and his beauty, verse 2. He consciously turns his mind and reminds himself what it felt like to be close to God. Rather than getting bogged down by his current situation, he talks to God about how good it was to meet him in the tabernacle. Instead of introspection, he chooses to focus on the steadfast love of God and to turn this into praise. In verse three and four, he prays, because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. And the reason he knows that God's love is far better than life is because it will last for eternity. It's as if he puts this life versus God's love on a set of weighing scales and he visibly sees how this life is nothing more than a feather easily blown away. Whereas God's love is weightier than a million ton weight, so precious because it lasts beyond the grave. And as he turns to praise, his troubles start to pale into insignificance, as he sees they are nothing compared to the height, length, depth and breadth of God's love. And similarly, when we're troubled and weary, we too need to recall the extent of God's love for us. To remember he loves us so much that he willingly sent Jesus, his one and only son, to die for us. To know that his love is so much better than anything this world, our career or politics will ever offer. And what's more, nothing can take it away. As Romans 8 8 tells us, There's absolutely nothing that can separate us from the love of Christ. Not trouble, not hardship, not persecution, not famine, not nakedness, danger or sword. What a comfort to remember this and to pray this on the harder days. And as David seeks God in the wilderness, he finds true satisfaction and security in him. Not only in the future, but right there in the wilderness, in the middle of the night when he can't sleep. So our second and final point, finding true satisfaction and security in God, verse 5 to 11. Imagine how easy it would have been for David to allow his thoughts to overwhelm him, to become consumed by the treachery of his son or the loneliness that he's feeling. Everything always feels worse at 2am, doesn't it? But rather than letting negative thoughts take over, he thinks about God and meditates on his goodness through the watches of the night, verse six. It was exactly the same for Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane in Luke 22. We read that whilst Jesus commanded his disciples to watch and pray, they couldn't even keep their eyes open. It's almost comical how quickly they fell asleep. But Jesus being in anguish, Pray to God in earnest, knowing he had nowhere else to turn. I don't know about you, but when I can't sleep, I sometimes read, I maybe listen to the news quiz I realise not ideal at 2am. I even have resorted to counting sheep. I mean, I don't know who thought that was a good idea. But I'm not always great at turning to God and meditating on his promises. I've been trying to do that more this week. But David knows that it's worth it, as he knows God will satisfy. In verse five, he says, I will be satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. And this is no microwave meal type satisfaction that fills you up temporarily, but doesn't bring much delight. This is Michelin star seven course taster menu with the best champagne type satisfaction. This is feasting and celebration, which if you're Welsh or Irish here, is obviously accompanied by singing. This is a spiritual meal that will fill him up and quench his spiritual dehydration. And the reason that David keeps fixing his eyes on God in the midst of the night, is he knows that God is his helper. True security is only found in him. Verse seven says, because you are my help, I sing in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you, your right hand upholds me. Like a baby chick sheltering under its mother's wing, David shelters under the wings of the Almighty. And from that position, he both sings and clings. He doesn't stop praising God and refuses to let him go. Whilst outside of the Lord's protection, he is in a very precarious place, in the desert, alone, an outsider. But he knows that he's utterly secure as God's right hand upholds him and will never let him go. And as those in Christ, as we cling to him, we can be absolutely confident that his right hand upholds us too. If you've ever been to a theme park, it's rather like being on a roller coaster. If you're anything like me, as the roller coaster sort of zooms round the bend or loops the loop, I find myself clinging on for dear life. But the reality is that it's actually the safety bar that makes me 100% safe and secure. And even if I was to loosen my grip for a minute, the safety bar wouldn't let me fall out. God is a bit like the safety bar. He completely holds us tight, even through the bends and loop the loops of life. And we need to remember this when we are weary and life feels hard. We are his for eternity and he will never let us go. So let's keep clinging and singing to him. Returning to our psalm, David finally brings up his enemies who are the cause of his time in the wilderness. Whilst David's enemies threaten to kill him, he reminds himself that justice will prevail and they will be judged. Verse nine, those who want to kill me will be destroyed. They will go down to the depths of the earth. They will be given over to the sword and become food for jackals. And this is exactly what happened to Absalom and his enemies in 2 Samuel 18. They were defeated on the battlefield whilst David was restored to his throne. And the same is true for Christ. At the cross, Jesus was vindicated as the power of sin, death, and the devil were defeated. And one day he will return to judge the living and the dead and all who deny his kingship, verse 11, will ultimately be silenced. Whilst he already reigns, on that day, he will take his rightful position on the throne and no one will be in any doubt that he is the king of the universe. And for any here who are weary from opposition of others, it is helpful to remember that if we are trusting in Christ, our future is absolutely safe and secure too. We can look ahead to Jesus' return with confidence and join with our king in rejoicing that we will glory in him. Verse eleven. So how should we respond? How should we handle feelings of weariness? What should we do when we feel like we're in a desert place longing for relief and satisfaction? Well, like David, like Jesus, let's seek after him, however hard things are, knowing that Jesus Christ absolutely promises to satisfy our deepest longings, both now and for eternity. When fears, distress and anxieties become overwhelming, let's look to God and shelter in the shadow of His wings, knowing that we're totally secure in Him, no matter how difficult things become. Let's cling on to the fact that there really is nothing that can separate us from Christ's love, a love that is far better than anything this world or this life can offer. But let's also remember that this satisfaction and security is only available through Christ and you will miss out without him. Yet wonderfully, these blessings are available to all who seek him. Today, Jesus invites you to come and find shelter in the shadow of his wings. Jesus invites all who are weary and burdened to come to him to find rest for their souls. Will you do this today? Let's finish in prayer. Lord God, you are our God and earnestly we seek you. We long for you and thirst for you and ask that you will satisfy us as with the richest of foods. Please help us to keep clinging to you both on the good days and the harder days, trusting that you won't let us go. Please help us to keep praising you as long as we shall live. Please help us to find deep soul satisfaction in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.